Welcome back to Master Your Ash. I'm your host, Michael Presdale, and today I'm going to be smoking the 1502 10th Anniversario, coming to us from Global Premium Cigars in collaboration with AJ Fernandez. This was rolled at AJ's factory, and this is to celebrate 10 years of 1502 cigars. This was given to me by Enrique Sanchez. He is the founder of Global Premium Cigars and the blender behind 1502 Cigars. Enrique has been in the industry for quite a long time. You can watch the video from PCA where we interviewed him. And he talks specifically about this cigar being introduced in 2022 for the fall. This is an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over a Mexican San Andres binder with Nicaraguan fillers that have been undisclosed. It was rolled at the AJ Fernandez factory and it is right around the 12 to $14 price point. So boxes of 10, making it very affordable. And on the band work, I mean, it's all gold, very beautiful with the black kind of in the backdrop um, of this cigar with the traditional 1502 branding and um, crest. Then on the back, there's global premium cigars. There's like this shield that says GPC on it as like a little toast to their parent company. Awesome. It is a really nice dark chocolate Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Does have some noticeable lines and veins on the cigar stick, on the wrapper, on the cigar stick, um, on the wrapper. Really nice hay notes, a little bit of cocoa and a touch of leather. The actual foot, and I kind of pointed at this in the overhead, but it is a partially closed foot. So the foot is open in the middle, but on the edge of the wrappers on the foot, it's actually closed off. Very interesting and unique. It kind of allows you to toast the cigar and not have to puff away on it like a fully closed foot. It also allows you to do a cold draw, which I did. Picked up some more of those hay aromas, a little bit of spice too. Maybe like almost a rye spice. Yeah, that might be my favorite style of a partially closed foot. I actually think that I like that over a closed or a shag foot for sure. Cigar opens up with some initial buttercream notes on top of that rye spice, hay, leather, cocoa. It's the initial pre-light, the pepper on the retro hail is very muted, medium body to start off. Nice little hit of pepper, but nothing that's eye-watering an aggregate to your palate or to your olfactory senses. I can't get over the amount of buttered rye toast there is on the palate. It's, it's a flavor note that I really haven't gone into a ton of description about before, but it's like when you bite into a piece of rye bread that has butter on it and you just get that little hint of spice, but then there's also the creaminess on the retro hill has ramped up, but it is not aggressive or too domineering on the palate, which is great. It means that the cigar has tremendous balance and it's a testament to Enrique Sanchez. And you know, there were a couple of people that commented like, wow, he seems so excited to be there at PCA and so excited to do the interview. He was smoking one of these. You know, you can go back and look, I don't know if we got a shot of his hands at all, but he was smoking one of these. And maybe that's why he was so excited because I feel as though I'm excited about this cigar and uh, for good reason. Uh, this, this is definitely leaving me smiling as I go through the first third. I'm looking forward to the second third and uh, we're gonna see how this thing kind of wraps up at the halfway point. So we are back and we are smoking on down our second third on this 1502 10th anniversary cigar. 
pleased to report that there has been some smooth transitions. The pepper has stayed at a perfect spice level. Great balance. The buttered rye has kind of morphed into more of a pecan with a touch of leather, hay, cocoa, and all of those flavors that we picked up off the initial lighting and the first third. And there has been the introduction of the nutty component, which is where the cream has kind of morphed into in that pecan flavor that is rich, delicious, and just fantastic. I mean, this is currently on pace for cigar of the year type accolades. And in that discussion, if it can maintain in this final third, well, throughout the second third into the final third, I mean, we're looking really, really exceptionally well. And to that note, I'm gonna add in my pairings. So we've got a familiar face here. This is Tinjaku, but instead of the uh, blended, this is the pure malt. So one of the notes that has kind of come through uh, a little bit more in the second third, and I wouldn't be surprised if it follows through in the final third, has been cedar. There hasn't been a lot of it, but it's definitely been there. And I think that our Tinjaku Pure Malt is going to give us the perfect amount of sweet, creamy flavors that we need to kind of balance everything out. Or maybe that we don't need, but that I want. And this comes to us at 43% alcohol by volume, making it 86 proof. So right around the perfect proof level for most of the Japanese whiskeys, right? And, or maybe not the perfect proof, but you know, it's just one of the better proofs. And Tinjaku Pure Malt is a harmonious blend, harmonious marriage of 100% aged malt whiskeys aged in bourbon barrels. The result is rich delivered, or I should do my pick Jimmy voice. As a result, the rich delivered and slightly nutty with hits of green apples and herbs. It is well-rounded, slight hint of smokiness, the lingering finish and eloquent woody notes of fresh vanilla. Something along those lines. But anyway, this is the bottle here. You can pick this up right around probably $60 to $65 at the high point. I think maybe some stores might carry it in the 50s. Fantastic caramel off the nose. All these wonderful kind of malty expressions. It almost smells just like the malt candies that you would buy at like the movie theater or the candy store back in the day. Man, they are 100% correct on that whole green apple thing. Wow. It has green apple way more than vanilla in abundance on that whiskey. Really interesting note. I feel as though being that it's 86 proof, it's not too bold, doesn't overpower the cigar. They just kind of blend equally and there's this beautiful harmony in the pairing. The green apple note helps to kind of enhance the pecan, nutty, creamy components of the cigar. And then the rye, the slightly buttered rye that's on the cigar, it helps kind of cut through some of the sweetness because this does taste a little bit sweeter than the pure, or it does taste a little bit sweeter than the blended that we featured on the channel before. Not that there's any added sugar to it per se, just that the actual whiskey itself has a very sweet note to it with all that green apple vanilla going on. Mm. So we've hit the end in the final third of our wonderful 1502 10th anniversary cigar. This is by far 
the best that I have ever received from 1502. I think that as a brand, the sky is the limit for what they can put together. I've smoked the ruby, I've smoked the emerald before, I believe, or not the emerald, but the sapphire. Both of those were fantastic smokes. This takes it to a whole nother level. This is by far a box worthy stick. This is going to probably, I would say, be in my consideration for cigars of the year once we hit December. Fantastic cigar. It is box worthy. Thank you all so much for watching, liking, commenting, subscribing, doing all of the YouTubery things, as Pick Jimmy likes to say. And I look forward to catching you again for another 1502 cigar review.